And welcome, everybody, to the Lunacy Podcast, brought to you by Roughneck Scarves. My name is Tony. I'm here with Dave and David. Dave Stevens, David Sterling. I am Tony Perverdanzi. Connor Ennis is on assignment today. Uh, no, he's not on assignment. He's actually, guys, I think he's Duluth, right? Yeah. Up there in Duluth. Drinking uh, some fantastic beers. Uh, we saw, let's see, a picture from Bent Paddle. Yep, yep. And then the picture today was from... You guys remember where it was? Uh, uh, I can't think of the name of it uh, off the top of my head. I just had you it. Know, I already forgot. Yeah, it's uh, what's it called? What's it called? What's it called? It was the good one. It was the good oh, one. Oh, Ursa Minor. Yeah, Ursa Minor. Yeah. Yep. So Connor's already said, I mean, he's been drinking fine Minnesota craft beers from the North Shore all weekend. Um, guys, I know uh, where you're at, David, it's like what, 71 degrees? Nice. Now, yeah. Yep. yeah. Here it's we're supposed to get a major snowstorm Monday and Tuesday, I guess. I don't know. Dave, you won't be around because he'll be going to Boise. Getting so, out of town just in time from the way yeah, it sounds like. Ridiculous. That's not a bad thing. Um, I am looking forward to I actually had lunch with my in-laws today, and we were talking about looking forward to uh driveway season once again in Minnesota. Uh-huh. Where we get on the driveway and drink beers after work on Fridays and grill. Right. And uh don't worry about the freaking weather. Um, cause it's, you guys, you guys know this You're we're, we're all from Northern States and, um, uh, winter just seems like it, it gets too long. Like you get to February and you're going, Oh, there's some 40 degree days. And all of a sudden it drops down to the teens. You're like, what the fuck just end yeah. it already. It's, just, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's messing with you. And especially mm-hmm. like, you know, we're right. You know, I, I, there, at least we can see the light at the end of the tunnel here. We're as we get towards the end of February, we're getting yeah. closer closer to the start of the MLS uh, seasons. So that's right. kind of nice. But, Next week, uh, yeah. yeah, driveway season. Yeah, that's something mm-hmm. also to look forward to too. So yeah, not too long, but yeah, no. February. It's right. It's the worst. Yeah, it's kind of like when you were a kid and you were waiting for Christmas, and you're like, "Come on, yeah. Christmas, let's go!" And you look at the calendar, it's like, "Oh, it's like December 10th. What the? Fuck? Come on, let's go." Yep. Exactly. Um, David, you don't have to worry about that anymore because it's driveway season, like every day of the damn year down in Florida. Well, actually, the summer is not driveway season. Well, I suppose. Yes. Yes. So yes. we kind of have a reversed. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, before we get talk about our beers, guys, let's just talk briefly uh, a little loons talk before we get into main loons talk. They did release their new Jersey yesterday. It is the, yes. is the uh, night, uh, Minnesota night, night Minnesota night kit. It is black and blue. Um, it does look pretty snazzy. I'm, I'm, probably going to get one david i think you already ordered yours didn't you yeah mine's even shipped already holy shit yep. you, did you order it directly from minnesota united uh, uh just from mls's shop no mm-hmm. MLS yep. it was yeah, free shipping you, I, and, yeah I'm, I'm i'm always i mean i think it's just really got a real sharp look, a look to it obviously uh there's been a lot of talk for it i think i i'm not one of these like you know i'm i don't go nuts over the the kit releases like a lot of people do at least on twitter apparently but uh I guess it is because if, you know, as, as a true diehard soccer fan, there's not a whole lot, you know, to look at in the, in the throes of uh, the off season. But if this is one thing they can throw at us to uh, get us a little more excited about the upcoming season, I'm all for it. But I will say it looks sharp and the accents, you know, I'm not going to call them pinstripes, but the, the accenting on that Jersey looks quite sharp compared to say, even though I love the look of the river kit that came out last year, um, even on that Jersey, you don't quite see the highlights 
and the you know as you do in the, in the night kit it's, it's a little more visible and i just think it has a great look to it with that black and blue so yeah yeah you know i think what's funny is um i was i kept going back and forth about is this really black is it black like the sheen looks like it might be not quite black and it's interesting i saw a couple of pictures on twitter um of it live in the store mm-hmm. and it looks gray <laughs> Yeah, like it's, it's incredible how the lighting completely changes it. But mm-hmm. I know it's black because everyone said it's black. It's but, black. Yeah. Um, you know, I it's, think it might be the really accenting. It might be the accenting that kind of throws it off, depending on what angle you're looking at it, because it's like a gray. It might be a gray accent. It's. It might, I haven't actually had the jersey in my hand, of course, so I, I can't really tell other than the pictures I'm looking at. But maybe it's just that you know the pinstriping accent that it kind of has. It kind of throws yeah, it, it off be. depending on how it, how the light catches it, but. Either way, I mean, it is real cool. It's, it's you know, it's certainly a change uh, and it's a sharp look. So, yeah, like we were yeah. talking about, it would be interesting to see when they wear these jerseys. I was curious, is this, you know, I, and I think the answer is no, but it, I was wondering, if is this going to be their home jersey, straight home jersey, straight away jersey, or just an alternate kind of kit? Yeah, you know, I think under the lights at night, it's going to look black. And I yeah. think if they're wearing it daytime match with the sun, I have a feeling it's going to it's going to look a little bit more grayish. Um and they're not going to want to do that anyways. They don't want to wear oh, that. Right, in the sun. Yeah. No. I mean, I guarantee they're going to wear it. They're going to wear it in uh, June in Miami. Just yeah. know they will. It'll be like, <laughs> well, of course, everybody will lose either. like 50, you know, like, sorry, 500 calories more yeah. every few minutes. Yeah. It'll be well, outrageous. My hope is they wear it at the home opener. Um, I mean, I, I really hope they do wear it. The, and I think they yeah. will. Um, I was thinking guys that maybe really they could do, uh, home and away type of thing with the river kit and this kit. This could be their home kit, and the river kit could be their away kit. Um, and they could do a, a back and forth with that. We really haven't seen if they're going to change up their kind of regular jersey. I guess I'm a little confused about what's their real home kit, what's a real away kit. Is the night kit like a alternate, like the river kit was, or they incorporate the river kit with the night? I I, I just yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I think I brought this up on our messages about um, the fact that they're no longer referring to it as primary and secondary. Yeah. Um, and they did last year, um, the wing kit, they originally, well, they originally referred to it as a wing kit, but they also called it a primary kit. And now mm-hmm. this year, neither have that designation. So mm-hmm. I don't know if maybe MLS is trying to get away from that just because uh, maybe they're trying to let the teams get a little bit more creative with their colors. So they have to just kind of let every team play whatever color they need to play in. Yeah. Which um, is, is that what Europe kind of does? I mean, Europe does that yeah, for the a most bit. Part. And of course it, you know, it's not just having a bunch of kits to choose from. It's actually more money guys. Right. I mean, it just, you get more people to buy different jerseys and you've got people who want to buy the Jersey for every Jersey they have for a team. I mean, you know, yeah, it brings yeah. them more yeah. money. Yeah, I am wondering. I mean, well, I guess time will tell. But I mean, because it's interesting, I'm just looking at the team store right now and, and you, you, you scroll down. Obviously, the night kit is featured heavily, but uh, then you see the uh, the river kit and you get down a little further and you finally see uh, what, what it's called. The, is it called the drift kit? The white? Oh, yeah, the, the drift kit. They yeah. still have that online. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. And I mean, that specifically calls out 2021. It's the only it's the first jersey I ran into with actually a year. Yeah. 2021 it's 2020 slash 21 ah here you go the river the river kit's called the 21 kit but yeah obviously they'll keep the, that because they the, swap them out every couple of years usually don't they yeah the home well, yeah they alternate every other yeah. yeah 
the good old drift kit. Yeah, that bad boy. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't a fan to be honest. Oh, I wasn't. I wasn't either. I I know David. I know you bought one. Um, yeah, and I never wore it. I literally yeah, never wore. Yeah, it. I, it was. It's an all white kit. Is just I. It's brutal. I just no, no. Yeah. So. Anyways, guys, we won't talk about people on Twitter having problems with the jerseys because everybody's, you know, it's been it's mostly just, positive, hasn't? I mean, I haven't uh, taken uh, a deep dive uh, again. Okay, maybe again. like I said, I haven't taken a deep dive. <laughs> it's funny because I'm trying to remember who, uh, which one of our, it's a listener of ours, um, put on there something about. I don't understand why people, uh, fans of the of of the loons, are always complaining about the loons. Something of that nature, you know, something yeah. like that. It's like. Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, they come up with a new kit. You don't have to like it, but right. if you don't like it, just don't buy it. You know? Yeah. You know, no big deal, right? right. But Easy. anywho, guys, uh, we're drinking tonight, of course. Uh, like I said, Connor is drinking great Duluth uh, Minnesota beers. Um, David has a new a new Florida beer, right, David? I do, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I'll start with myself because I'm I'm drinking a beer from a brewery we've been have done a podcast at and have had on, on the show before, and that's uh, Elm Creek Brewing uh, up there in uh, in Champlin. And uh, I have their Mel Blanc. It is a Honey Double New England IPA. Uh, so that is uh, it's got some. It's eight point three percent, and I'll tell you guys. It's a New England double IPA brewed with Nelson Savon and Ingahima. What? Ingima? <laughs> I, I'm having a problem with this. Hops with locally sourced honey, colorful notes of melon, citrus, and pear on the nose, full of white wine flavors with a lighter body mm. feel. Wow. Now, it's not going to help the listeners, but can, can you flash the can real quick for us? Yeah, it's a little see the look of it. Honey okay. can there. Huh. Yeah, yeah, certainly, and it's, I don't think I've tried that one. Meal. Yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's good. You can taste the honey in it. I can tell you that much. Um, it's almost like a, like a honey wine type of taste to it. Okay. Um, almost like a mead, a little bit of a mead type of taste to it. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's really good. 8.3%. That's going to kick your ass right there. But, uh, Again, Elm Creek Brewing up in uh, Champlin. I was hoping to get to a new brewery this weekend, guys. I was thinking about it. I was plotting it out. And then I just lost track of time and said, ah, screw it. I'll just go to the local liquor store. So, uh, Dave, what about you? What are you drinking tonight? I have a beer from 10, 10 Whiskers uh, down in, I guess, downtown St. Paul, but not too far from Lower Town. And uh, Can I just stop you there, Dave? Yeah. I almost drank something from 10 Whiskers tonight. <laughs> Did you really? It's in my, it, yeah, it's in my uh, refrigerator right now. Well, I can, I don't know what you got, but I'll, I'll uh, I, I would say it's more, more, more than likely a good choice. Um, mm-hmm. This is actually my second night in a row of drinking a beer from Tin Whiskers because I was, uh, I know I've mentioned on the pod before, but I was down at uh, Union 32 in Egan again, not far from where the future home of the Minnesota Aurora will be. Oh, yeah. And uh, the Vikings training facility, of course, but down in Egan. And uh, what I love about that place is, they have a beer wall, okay, which is nothing. I mean, that's not too crazy. A few places have that, nothing too new. But what is nice about that is they will actually crowl, give you a crowler of any of the beers on the wall that you can take home with. Not just their beers. They actually they make their own beers there as well. But any beer you'd like. So I ended up getting, I actually had the Tin Whiskers uh, Orange Dream State, 
down there last night. And I'm like, hmm, this is great. I'm, I want some more of this and I want to feature it on the pod. And apologies. I know I featured beers from Tin Whiskers before on this pod. I don't recall if I've featured this one or not. Um, but I don't know what it was. I think earlier this winter, I don't know if winter is the best time, but it's a decent time. Earlier this winter, I, I, uh, I think I got a Castle Danger cream ale. Yep. kind of got, I've been on a little cream ale kick uh, the last few months just uh, for something a little, little different. And uh, I'm still on that kick. And so when I saw that this is, you know, they call it their, you know, creamsicle yeah. uh, cream ale because it's got the, got the orange and vanilla, technically cream ale. So that's pretty much exactly what it tastes like. It is very fruit forward. Um, so if you don't like the fruitier beers, this one might not be for you, but I do love how it's a cream ale, bringing those two flavors together for that fruit forward uh, taste. And it's quite good. It's five and a half percent, not too strong. It's fairly refreshing. I wouldn't want to drink, you know, a six pack of this, but it's certainly nice to have a pint or two, maybe not too overwhelming, but yeah, great, great, uh, great beer, great brewery. We've been to it. We haven't uh, done a podcast there yet. Though. Uh, yep. I got the same exact beer in my fridge right now. And I oh, almost brought choice. it on the podcast today. That would be crazy. <laughs> would have been a good choice. That would have been like the second time that's happened. I think like between yeah. me and Connor, I think me and Connor had yeah. the same beer once. At uh, least same breweries that happens. Yeah. All right, Dave, what's going on down there in the uh, sunshine state with beer? Yeah. So I decided to uh, head out to eight foot brewing in Cape Coral. Uh, they are a really, really small brewery that has some uh has a restaurant attached to it they only actually had five beers on tap um one of them was out um and i actually decided to go which by the way though they were all really quite good Um, but i decided to go with one of their bottle releases and um that was not on tap i just took it on a whim i'm gonna read you what they say because it's crazy. Um, so I'm going to destroy this. Um, Ozakin metamorphosis. It's called, it is 10% ABV. And, um, I will start off with saying you cannot tell that says any alcohol in it at all. Mm. Um, so it is their Ozakin Imperial stout that's made with cinnamon chilies, Madagascar, vanilla beans, and cocoa nibs. Then they aged it in Reposado tequila barrels that were previously um, Heaven Hill bourbon barrels. And it's outrageous. So it's super chocolatey, uh, crazy roasted barley notes. Um, You can taste a little bit of spice on the back from the chili. It's just incredible. I mean, I I have yet to, not usually I screen my beers before bringing them on. Oh. This one, like I said, I just opened it right before we came on. This oh. is outrageously good. Oh, um, interesting. And I'll say, I, yeah, I got I to gotta say, like the, you mentioned that uh, you it's 10%, but you wouldn't necessarily tell. My experience with, and I was going to, you mentioned it was barrel aged. In my expe- experience with those stronger barrel aged beers, whatever they are, I, I can tell. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, can tell. I, I would agree with that. Um, this is, it's, I don't know if it's the... I don't know. I, I'm not sure what it is. It's, it's, I don't know if it's because it was a bourbon barrel and it was used as a tequila barrel and it, it's just like soaking up all those flavors mm-hmm. that it hides, hides that ABV. I have no idea, but it's, it's not like any Imperial stout that I've ever had. I, wow. Usually I don't like a lot of Imperial stouts because they are that really heavy, sweet 
um, mm-hmm. that alcohol just permeates. And yeah, this is just not that at all. It's incredible. Well, it's, it, I mean, yeah, you're right, David, like surly darkness for me. Um, that stuff, the first time I had it, you, you could tell it was over 10%. I mean, it was, it was dark and it was, it was heavy and it was alcohol was in there. Um, they have made a couple of different darknesses every year. They change it up, but like some years are really, really good. And you can barely taste, you you don't feel the alcohol. And some years it's like, holy crap. I mean, your alcohol is definitely in there. So I know what you're talking about when you say that that's, that's crazy. Um, all right. Well, that's good. Before we get out of the brewery talk and beer talk, guys, I do want to mention, I did mention this on our Twitter account that Omni Brewing up in Maple Grove has now decided to open up early on Saturdays and Sundays to show Premier League soccer matches, uh, which is yeah, bastards. Yeah, they, they, they waited till you left, David. I'm telling you, that's yeah. what they did. Um, seriously, actually, I'm pretty pissed about that. <laughs> actually, I kind of saw it coming because they had put out a, a little uh, poll. I think it was on Twitter or Facebook, I remember, probably Twitter saying, you know, who is your, what teams do you watch in soccer? Um, Cause we're thinking about, you know, playing games. And of course I put, you know, you know, the loons, but I think there was a lot of people who put premier league on there and they decided, Hey, well, we're going to open up for premier league. We're going to have, you know, uh, uh, biscuits and other stuff, you know, bakery things out there for you. We're going to have our beers, of course, will be available starting at eight o'clock. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it, I think they're going to have a lot of people showing up to watch some uh, games on Saturdays and Sundays. I'm really excited to see how that goes for them. So, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a really great opportunity. I, mm-hmm. I mean, it, I used to, well, before I had kids, I went down to Brits all the time, mm-hmm. but it's like, once you have kids or, you know, just, get into the grind of things. You don't necessarily want to be going downtown all the time when you live yeah. out that direction. Yep. I mean, I'm not aware of any other places in the Northwest burbs that have games. So oh, not, uh, uh, not at that time. No, definitely. Yeah. Not, so. I know Clawdog had, but obviously they don't exist anymore. Yeah. Um, they do. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be, it should be fantastic. There's got to be a good number of people that'll show up. Yeah, and I was uh, I was gonna I was gonna tell Connor I'm like, hey, when you're uh, is Connor's a Brenton Brennington guy, isn't he? Oh uh, yeah, Brentford. 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 Oh, was it Brentford? Yeah. Brentford. Brentford. Sorry, he's a Brentford guy. And I was gonna tell Connor, hey, if they're on, you should come on up to uh, Omni Ooh, and we'll and, be together. Yeah, speaking of Brentford, not that we do have a lot of Brentford talk on this podcast, <laughs> and figure we do it on the day that Connor's not on. But uh, yeah, they had a big signing. Uh, mm-hmm. he, uh, yeah. Um. Sorry, name's escaping me for some Erickson. Christian Erickson. Yes, Christian, Christian Erickson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's back in the Premier League. That's exciting. Yeah, he yeah. Um, again, uh, briefly, uh, I think everybody knows that he went down during the um, right. Was it Euro? It was Euro Cup. Yeah. Um, and he really, there was, there was a chance he would never play soccer again. I mean, that was, it was a big, uh, I mean, the, the odds were against him to be back on the pitch and uh, to be back a year later uh playing in the premier league i mean that's that's fantastic um what can you say uh and then just quickly before we move on david you put this you you you, uh, texted this to us uh miguel abara is playing for what league is he playing for it's the uh m m a s l it's the arena 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 soccer Soccer league League. in tacoma okay um he did they just announced it today uh you know i mean it's interesting um, I, I I made a comment of how you know 
far the great ones fall. Um, it's crazy that he went from, you know, well, barely getting minutes with us uh, in MLS all the way down. I mean, can you even barely call MASL a job yeah. at that point? I mean, well, I mean yeah, I, I wasn't even really familiar with that league. So, and it's obvious to me that he loves to play soccer. He's got a love of it and he's going to continue to play until yeah. nobody will sign him. Right, that's just that's the way he is. Um, and that's cool. You know, I yeah. mean, if, if some, you can do that, fantastic. You know, some players, you know, they go out on top, uh, they go out, you know, in their thirties, they, they get, you know, wherever they're at, uh, probably, you know, premier league, European league, MLS, other players like him decide I'm going to keep playing until somebody doesn't want to sign me anymore. And that's, Hey, good for him. He wants to keep doing that. It. Yeah. Cause I mean, he, after obviously he left here, oh, where'd he go? Seattle, Seattle, and then yeah. Seattle in the MLS. And then he went played for uh, San Diego loyal for a while right. yeah. last year, I think. And, uh, and wasn't, yeah. uh, wasn't that Landon Donovan's team? Yeah. Yeah. Or am I messing that up too? Oh, that's, no, that's Landon. Yeah. 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 So that was, I mean, he had a, I mean, I think he played plenty of games there, but uh, yeah, must just ready to move on from there. But you know, it's, I guess it's good to keep his career alive. He's 31. Um, so he's not, that young, but he hopefully has a few more years left. And who knows, maybe he'll make it back to, you know, even maybe he wants to get back out in the USL championship or something like that. That'd be kind of cool. Um, Let's move on, guys, to new loons coming in this year. There are three. One is not really a new loon. One's not really a new one, and we'll get to him last. But the first one we'll talk about, Dave, how about you talk about him? Because he's the most (laughs) exciting signing of the the year. Well, yeah, I mean, it's the one we were looking for. Because you know, it, if I love, you know, I keep, I'm going to bring, mention Twitter again, but I mean, for the longest time in the off season, and at least thank goodness it was a short off season, but the whole two or three more pieces was just, it was just, that's all you'd hear. And that would be the big, big, uh, big complaint, I guess, which I don't see that as a complaint. I know we touched on that, so I'm not even going to get into it, yep. but anyway, so the, without, you know, spoiler alert, they did do those two to three pieces. The first one yeah, being did. a, you know, MLS veteran who that's what he said. He said he wants to bring in a couple guys, including a MLS veteran. And that's what they did in bringing in uh, defender O'Neill Fisher. So, um, you know, he's 30 years old. Uh, he's been around the league. He hasn't played a ton. Um, help me out. Uh, any of you guys who can rattle off the teams he's played for. Uh, but, um, LA Galaxy most Galaxy, recently. Yeah. Um, yeah, I forget. They're the team that he had the most minutes with. Um, I don't even remember who that was now. He has a I don't lot have it in front of me because I forgot that we were going to even potentially talk about him. He has a lot of splinters in his butt from sitting on the bench, though. That's the problem. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's... But, yeah, oh, it was D.C. United, sorry, and Seattle Sounders as well. That's, so he's bounced yeah, around yeah. the league. He's bounced around the league a little bit. But uh, he is a Jamaican international. Um, just, just looking at this, uh, he – he has 20 caps with Jamaica. Um, he, he actually got an international goal in October 20, 2021 in a uh, win over Honduras. So um, he, he is a national team player, but uh, obviously a depth piece. But uh, yeah, like Tony, you alluded to it. Um, it's, it's necessary in this league. You got you to gotta have the depth. And uh, we, we needed it last year. And who knows when we're going to need it uh, this year. As soon as uh, hopefully knock on wood, not uh, opening, uh, opening match in uh, Philadelphia, I saw that Chase Gasper went off with an injury. I, I they're saying it's not serious, but it's it was also a head injury, so you can't take those things lightly. Obviously, we as we know, can uh, so 
So I, I, I think he played, I think he played in the preseason uh, for the loons. I think he played today as well. I think he came in for um, Gasper if I'm not mistaken, but that's not, I mean, it's the preseason, but point is he's, he could be a much needed piece, you know, especially now that we've moved on, you know, from likes of Opara and, and, well, and you always need depth pieces on your back line, which is what we did with the uh, finish. Who was the finish guy we got last year? Ritala. Uh, Ritala. Uh, I mean, again, uh, getting a guy like that who can potentially come in for a spot start here and there, I mean, it helps your team. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, and, and I, I just, it, it's, he's a veteran and that's the kind of guys that we know um, Adrian Heath trusts. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I, you know, with the U S open cup being back this year, you got a few extra games in there. I, yeah. it, it makes sense. You know, you don't need, yeah, you don't need somebody that's going to be lights out. You just need somebody that can come in and make a start. Um, even if he's, not good at all it's still at least you've got a fresh body that can come in and make a start um and you you rotate your players how you have to rotate them and you you know you have to shade debossi to the left because he came in and he's not hasn't had a lot of minutes you know on the left side or whatever that's the way it works you know you just make things work so i mean of course anybody you know he's not 35 so that's good um I think, you know, he's going to be serviceable for what we need him. Yeah. And, and then, I mean, the, the loons, you know, have over the last couple, two, three years, they've drafted uh, heavy on the defensive line, you know, and I know there's been some high praise for Nabby, uh, Kim and Gucci, um, even early in the preseason there, there was yep. raves about him. I, again, it's hard to decipher some of this preseason stuff, but you know, the fact is uh, like he's a uh, O'Neill's a veteran, whereas, you know, you'd love to see these younger guys come and make contributions right away, but that's not always the case. It certainly was with Gasper, but that t- it doesn't always work that way. So uh, having O'Neill Fisher, if anything, maybe to bridge that gap, if there is a gap, I don't even know. We'll find out uh, soon. So, yep. but I, I, I do kind of like the order in which these signings that we're going to be talking about occurred. I think it's fitting. You know, you start with the the one that's going to make the least amount of waves, so to speak, the, the oh. least splash, and then you kind of move up in that chain so well we, we hope he's it makes the least amount of splash That's we true. hope we don't see him a lot before we go into our next one guys i just want to mention uh, you guys we all got a text from johnny did you see what johnny just texted us i did not oh, yeah the, the bacon too, the bacon concentrated on the uh pod here the bacon yeah what the hell is that yeah it, it's it's a it's a breakfast thing and yeah. it's a bacon weave um, I don't remember exactly what it is. It looks kind of like a Yule log made with bacon mm. and meat. Other meat. Yeah, it looks like a rug yeah. made out of bacon, basically. It's but, God, like a, delicious uh, a delicious. It looks rug. really good. He sent me the he sent me a video of it, and I mm. and I said I'd never make it because it looks too tedious. But yeah. then um, Sarah said she would do that part, so I was like, oh, "All right, man, yeah. good for you." There you go. Um, so yes, yeah, so sorry I had to interrupt on that because I saw a picture. I was like, "What the fuck?" Um, but on to our next signing, guys. And this is one of the two that we've talked about for, it seems like, uh, since the season ended. I know it's not that long, but we've been talking about these two guys for probably a month or two. Uh, The next signing was uh, Kervin Ariaga. And uh, he's a defensive midfielder uh, from Honduras. He's only 24, so he's young. Um, 
from uh, the people I've seen on uh, uh, Twitter. Uh, I think David, also you, saying you watched a little bit of this play. He looks great. Um, yeah, I mean, I yeah, um, I mean, yeah, I've watched all of it. Well, the last three, sorry, last three Honduras matches. Um, and it, yeah, I mean, well, not sorry, the last four, the last one he didn't play in. Right, um, in Minnesota. And uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, he's he's solid. He's definitely raw. Um, and I mean, he's 24, so yeah. that's not a that's not a huge deal. Um, but you know, he seems to be really steady in what he does. Uh, he's he can move up um, and make a difference on set pieces. Um, you know, he can even get into the into the attack more in the the back side of the attack. Um, you know, he seems to be really quick on his feet. Uh, you know, I saw a lot of good challenges that he made. I mean, I, I think he he's he's definitely a true six, which is something we don't no longer have. If people haven't been keeping track of in the off season, um, so it's it's something that I have a feeling based on the next person we talk about that we signed, we may see more Ariaga than we might be expecting this season yeah. uh, because of what he is being that true six. Um, I mean, I, I think it's, I think it's a good signing. Uh, I can't argue with it at all. So yeah, I, it's interesting. I, I sorry, Tone, I, I was just gonna say, it's really, it was really interesting when, you know, when Kervin Ariaga's name, you know, first came up, it's not often, at least for me, um, that you get to hear that you get to kind of watch players that the loons have their eyes on in, you know, Right. Unless you unless you have deep streams or whatever. But, you know, the timing of the the CONCACAF World Cup, you know, qualifiers was just perfect. And uh, I think, it, you know, I'd watch the the USA match and then flip over and watch the I think like the, I, I specifically watched the second half of the Canada Honduras match up in Canada. And Ariago was playing in that game. And um, and that at that point, he was a, he was it was an official. Obviously, it was made official this past week, but it was heavily rumored that he was coming you know, to the loons. And so I obviously had a keen eye on him throughout that second half. And uh, David, you alluded to his, you know, threat on set piece pieces. And in that game, he had actually arguably Honduras best chance for a goal with a he just a header that just missed the, yep. the frame. And, but he does. And then not just that. So he's, he's got that. And again, David, the, the, the six, the, you know, line to line, you know, all over the field, you could definitely see that in that game. And he was just heavily involved in that game. And uh, just really interesting. He definitely looks like an impact player, at least a player that could make an impact with this club and it's an area of need. So, yeah, I think it's a great signing. Well, as well. let's talk about uh, briefly, guys, where he fits, because we have Will Trapp. We have Hassani Dotson. Now we've got Ariaga. Um, do you think and I, I think I said this on on our text messages, guys, I, I put that I think we all believe Will Trap is the odd man out here, depending, well, he on, depending on how things go. Now, in, in the best case scenario, Will Trap is kind of the bridge between getting Hassani Dotson and Ariaga together in the midfield. So if we go into the season and Will Trap's starting, Ariaga's on the bench, and then we see Ariaga more and more and more as the season progresses, that means that that's what's going to happen. If that doesn't happen, there's, 
there's issues. Um, if we're seeing a lot of, I think if we're seeing a lot of will trap with Ariaga or, you know, the, the different kind of combinations, I think that, you know, things aren't going as well as they hope they're going to go. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, I, um, Matt Doyle had his, uh, I think it was Matt Doyle had his breakout players uh, for each team and mm-hmm. his pick for Minnesota United was somebody that I've been praising and hoping is a breakout season is Sonny Dotson. Yeah. Um, I, I really think now with the exception that Heath can be a pain in the ass when it comes to <laughs> uh, young players. Uh, um, yeah. I think that it's going to happen for Hassani. I, I really think, as you said, Tony, Trap is kind of the odd man out. You know, even though he's still young, I mean, he's only what, yes. 28, 27. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, he's, he's still got plenty of miles on him, but I, I really have a feeling that we're going to see that Ariaga Dotson morph when it comes to the 4 2 3 1. However, again, our third sign that we're going to talk about could change, blow this whole thing up. Yes, um, definitely. So it's it's really intriguing. I, I think I agree. I think Trap is probably on his <laughs> last last matches with Minnesota. Yeah, I no. I don't think he'll leave in midseason, but maybe that's why I say matches. Um, but I, you know, I think he'll see out this season for sure. But yeah. you can't you, know, you can't pass it up with the youth that yeah. you've got between Ariaga and Dotson. Yeah. And then, you know, depth is always a good thing and, you know, it's a, and you know, they're going to be playing quite a few matches this year. Unfortunately, not quite as uh, heavily condensed as it has in past years, but still, you know, you're going to have, you're going to have injuries. It happens all the time. We know that. In fact, Will Trapp uh, was hurt in a, a previous uh, preseason match against RSL. Um, I think it was a growing abductor issue. And I just want to throw another name in for you guys is, is you know, guess who started for Rosales? I'm sorry, <laughs> I ruined it. Joseph. Oh, who started? Yeah. Who started? Dave? Joseph, Joseph Rosales came in and, and made the start for Will Trap. You know, yeah. in the game against Viking right. FC today. So that's just another name, and I know a lot of people, and in, including I think Heath, are pretty high on him as well. Yeah, who can play that position? I believe, and um, yep. and so that that'll just be interesting because he did get some minutes uh, at the end of last season. You know, he is young. Rosales is. You know, he's 21, but he got minutes at the end of the season last year, and so. He's another name to kind of throw in that mix. So competition yeah, you know, for I, these spots is a good yeah, thing. I, I think this is the, the this is a place that you want to be as a team. Yep. Where you have your defensive midfield, you got four guys of you know varying age. Basically, I guess Hassani and Kervin are pretty similar. Um, but you you have four guys who could be potential starters at some point in time in the season. I, I know we don't know a whole lot about Rosales, but um, I mean, that's, you want to be in that place. You want to be in the, in the place where your manager's like, who the hell do I start? And it's, think about it. It's a complete 180 from years previous where you had Jan and Ozzy just there. Right. And then whoever they could find, I mean, Hayes and, you know, again, it's, it's great it, to have four guys there who, you know, could, potentially start a game yeah that's um, a great reference because it was a you know that's you know coming into 2019 i mean they made the team made a significant leap of course but i mean it was one of those things where if one of those guys was hurt or unavailable due to mm-hmm. accumulation or red card or whatever it was it was a big big loss 
yeah. you know, for the next match. And it was one of those things where you're like, Oh gosh, I don't, how are they going to, how are they going to beat anyone without so-and-so yeah. or so-and-so in that spot? So now to at least to have maybe a guy where, Oh, well he can step in and play. And I, and I feel like, was it last season or maybe it was 2020. There was a situation where Romaine was injured or no Romaine was out on international duty. Mm-hmm. Jan was out on international duty. Mm-hmm. And um, Ozzy got hurt. Mm-hmm. So we were trying, everybody was trying to figure out who's going to play what because Dotson was probably going to end up at right back. Yep. And it was like, well, what the, what the hell is going to happen with the midfield? Because it was like completely blowing up. And that's, you don't want to be in that position. And no. now we're in this situation where we can't be. And is, it's actually J- pretty nice. Is Jacor is Corey Hayes? He's not with us anymore, is he? Yes, or is he, he is. He's still with us. Now, that's a weird thing because he hasn't been in Portland. Yeah. For whatever yeah. reason, he stayed back. Um, well, and no one knows why. And again, he's probably the odd man out if those top four guys are, are decent and he thinks they are. Uh, there's no, I mean, there's a reason to keep Shikori Hayes, but not really. Well, you know, I, I think Shikori does really well coming in for Reynoso. Oddly, yeah. enough, it's not his position at all, but well, and we'll, it, it works. We'll talk about that in our next signing, because I think that there's some different things that could happen after our next signing uh, comes through. And right. that is uh, Luis Amaria. Uh, yes. Resigning. It's official. It's official. Uh, David it's is wearing official. the jersey that that jinxed Amaria back in the day. Uh, uh, But uh, no, Luis Amaria. I mean, we've been talking about him coming back for a long time, guys, just like our whole whole off season. And now it's actually official. He is a DP. I know there was some people on Twitter who pissed off about him being a DP, but DP doesn't mean that you're making a lot of money. It just means you're taking up a DP spot and that can change and whatever. But roster usage, who gives a shit? It's Luis Amaria. We saw him flash for a couple games in 2020. So he got hurt. And then he went back down south and he flashed all year. All year he flashed. And today, as we're recording this before that, he comes into the game, a preseason game, and scores a fucking goal. Yeah. I mean, how incredible is that? You announce a signing today and then he scores a fucking goal. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that was incredible. I mean, that's what we we have. I mean, going back to 2020. I mean, God, can you believe it's two two years already? No. Um, we going back to then. We we're like, this is it. He he's got he's got he's brash. He's slightly cocky. He comes in saying he's gonna you know he's gonna score 25 goals in the season. He had he had a season before that in a you know South American league that. You know, you can say what you want about anything. I think South Americans are very good at playing soccer, seem to be, anyway. Um, he scored a lot of goals. He knew what he wanted. He had drive. He had motivation. He came in and immediately showed that he was going to be that guy. <clears throat> and if it wasn't for a freaking ankle injury. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, you know, it's like that's the way that's the way it went. It blew up my fault for getting the jersey of Ohlone. That's your fault. And it, now we've got him back. I mean, yeah. he didn't miss a beat, and now he's back, and he's officially well, yeah. our player. 
and like he, I'm glad you brought up the point. I mean, it wasn't like he, you know, didn't play last year. He played for, I believe, he was loaned out from um, Vela Sarsfield to a Paraguayan club, his home country, I believe, unless I have that wrong. But uh, yeah, he scored, I think, 15 goals in that yep. campaign last year. Uh, highly productive. You mentioned it. But I, I just think, you know, and it, getting back to, you know, was it 2020? It was like this. He was, you know, I loved how he came in and he was going to be, you know, we're, we still have it. And we had it at that time, you know, a carousel at that striker position, trying to find who's going to be that number nine that can consistently start and score goals for this club. And he was going to be the guy. And heck, he was on pace to score 34 goals. You know, he only promised 25, but he, you know, after the first two games, he had two goals in that 2020. And then, yep. of course, COVID struck. But uh, yeah, it was an exciting time then. And it almost feels like, oh, fast forward, here we are, we're back into it. And Tony, I love your excitement because it, that, that was crazy. Yeah, so, announce him, uh, comes in as a sub and, and mm -hmm. proceeds to score a goal. So that's fantastic. I'm certainly excited. And that's why I think we saved the best for last, in my opinion, because you just hope that this could be a consistent goal scorer for this club, you know, well, more than You know, and I think what's crazier still is we, we always talk about this team having a lack of like really good depth. I mean, we've always had depth in certain places, but we've never had like quality, quality depth. And now, and especially in the forward position, now we have two DP forwards. Yep. We have a guy that in agent who knew that I, I still say one, he's being misused, but two, He's got the yips. Yes, he does. Everything about him screams he's going to be good, and he can't hit the fucking net back of the I net. I think, sorry. yeah, and I think and, unfortunately and so now, sorry, Dave. Uh, so now yeah. you've got Amaria coming in, another DP striker. That creates fire. That creates motivation and drive mm -hmm. to do well for Adrian. Mm -hmm. So you've got this co competition. You've got competition we've never had at all. At the striker position, I mean, what Christian Ramirez had Abu Denladi. I mean, no offense oh. to Abu, but and he's it's just and he's back now. He's right. back. That's true. We didn't we didn't get to talk about that, did we? And, uh, yeah, we, Abu, so, we 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 did mention, I believe, maybe we didn't, but yeah, yeah. we should say Abu. And, and the interesting thing is, Abu has been starting over Hanu throughout the preseason, right? Mm -hmm. But Hanu, now tonight, Hanu actually provided the assist. It looked like that, yeah. Luis so, Maria, which is exactly what we want because so, so that's exciting. You know, could yeah. we see? Could we see those two players let's on the floor at the same time? To, we we, to, we did. Let's. We did today. We did today. Now it's preseason, but we did today. And I just want to say, like, yeah, I hope Hanu. It's nice to see Hanu on the field. You know, making contributions. You know, whether he's turned over or whether it was a true uh, assist to to Armia's goal today. But that never mind that. It's just good to see him both on the field. And I, you know, like you said, David. Uh, Hanu might have a case. Of, I shouldn't say might. He probably has a case of the yips. I think it was RSL where, you know, that game ended. I think RSL won one nil. Um, but Minnesota arguably had the best best chances, including Hanu, who had, I mean, a goal. He should have had a goal in that game. And then the ga game prior, it was Robin Lude against Portland, who should have had a goal. I think they ended up losing that game as well. But Hanu had some. I mean. Hanu had some amazing opportunities and, and or I'm sorry, Lude had some amazing opportunities in that game and just didn't, didn't work, but it is a preseason, you know, as they need their time on the field. There's only five preseason games. So hopefully by next weekend, some of those issues are, are uh, worked their way out. Well, let's talk about guys. Let's talk about Amaria Anu. Now we've talked 
on this podcast about uh, a two forward setup. So what is that? The what is that a four four two? Right. Yeah. David? Or yeah, four four two or three five two. One of exactly two. one of those things, right? My other thing too is, do you guys think that maybe Anu can be, uh, you know, come in for Reynoso at some point? I mean, could could can he be a ten? Can he no? Do, can he do that? I don't think he's so. More, he's, he, he'd be more. He's of a played. Uh, yeah, he's played on the wing in the past. Okay. Um, however, I did have, um, and I forget the team that he played for in France. Uh, I know it was it, it, it Reed. Ren, yeah, Ren, yeah. Uh, so I had a, I had a supporter, and this was actually way back at the beginning of last season. Um, tell me that yes, while he has played on the wing, Unu just doesn't have that doesn't have that uh, passing hmm. vision to sure. play there. Um, so he he has to be. I mean, basically, I don't know. Ninety five percent of his minutes have come as a second forward playing off of a lead. Okay. And it and that's and it, that's where he's excelled. So you need so you need so really what a new needs is 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 three levels, right? You need a Reynoso, and he needs to be in the middle, and then you need an Amaria up top. So you need a three level passing attack type of attacking area for him to be decent. Is that right? Or interesting? you know, I mean, I guess you don't necessarily need a Reynoso, but yeah, you need somebody in that in that midfield role. Sure. Well, you need somebody. Up. Yeah, exactly. Right. Okay. So, it, yeah. So what well, you're, we, what we're saying really is that the four, four, two or the three, five, two, or whatever you want to call it, having two guys up top with Amaria and a new would be the best way to make both oh, yeah. those DPs work. However, we all know Adrian Heath guys. How is he going to fuck this up? Yeah, well, uh, I, I'll say this yeah. first. Yeah, um, I, I just, first of all, and I think Minnesota, you know, when they were at their best, I mean, could, I guess you could argue that would be probably at the end of 2020. Um, I think that's, you know, because you now you're going to throw a couple more guys like Robin Lude in the mix. And um, uh, I don't know. And, and I think they were at their best, basically, is what I'm trying to say, when they had that fluid movement off each other, those over overlapping runs and it just kind of seems seamless how all those players including Reynoso could just kind of intertwine and interweave you know as they went from midfield up to the final third yep. and it's just gonna you're throwing another guy into the mix now with Armaria in with Hanu and Frank Apane and Robin Loon and it's going to be interesting to see how that all works out bottom line is you know can do you get a little more aggressive going to the 4-4-2 I say aggressive because you know you're throwing another attacking player that well by definition that's what you're doing that kind of concerns me, Tony, to your point that we might, that that would be, you know, that I don't see that coming from Adrian Heath just because I'm not predicting that they won't. I just, I, in my mind, I'm struggling with that because I, I see, you know, uh, Adrian Heath sticking with the strengths of this club over the last several years, which has been goalkeeping and back line and, you know, defensive so, shape. So I'm a little worried about that and how I, it would I think, work, but David, maybe you could explain how it could. I, I think that we're going to see a brand new Adrian Heath this season because it's his Ooh. last season. Oh. He fucks up 2022 and he's done. Yeah. I mean, that's the way it goes. Now, 
they the front office has given him two DP strikers, which he wanted, which is insane to mm-hmm. begin with. Because why in the world would they give him another DP striker when they already have one? I hate to interrupt you, but yeah, I just want to before I forget, I want to to the point of the and Tony. I think you brought to the point of the you know having two DP strikers. You know, is it a waste? And my, my take on that, at least, is a, you know with the MLS and their rules and roster rules and salary cap is. I'm not as concerned that they have two DP strikers. I'm just glad that they have the full allotment of DP players now on their roster. Cause you see there's teams in the MLS that only have one DP. So what that means, if you don't have all three, basically is you're not using, you're definitely then not spending a lot of money to make your club better. You're the DP, regardless of where you put that position on the field is a huge salary cap help in the MLS. So it's key. If you want to spend some money, you need to have three DPs to actually yeah you know I I think the the big issue that I could argue about having two DP strikers is the fact that if you're using two DPs on two strikers when you're a team that generally only does one you're wasting a DP slot that could have been used for something else somewhere else on the field Mm -hmm. Um, and so for me I look at this and I say Adrian's Adrian Heath has to succeed at this. Okay. Our problem last season was we did not score goals. No. Period. We had a great defense, just like Dave pointed out. We've always, I mean, well, always, ever since 2019, have focused on a core, have focused on the spine, focused on the back line, focused on the goalkeeper, keep the goals out after our disastrous 2017 2018 seasons and now we found we ran into a wall in 2021 that we could not score goals we kept Mm -hmm. people from scoring but we couldn't do anything beyond that yeah stats this isn't a little stats data for you i actually ran those numbers before we jumped on so last year they they scored uh, 1.24 goals per game so it was uh 40 42 goals in 34 matches yeah that's rough not Not great Yeah, I mean, now you have two DP strikers. You have to use them. Mm-hmm. Adrian Heath is going to change. He has to, unless he doesn't feel like living in Minnesota anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's the reality of it. I mean, I mean, unless he has something planned to go back to Everton, which he's not going to now that Frank Lampard's there. Yeah, he's he's done. He's done if we don't succeed and we don't do well this season. And doing well this season requires you to properly utilize your players. Properly utilizing your players is putting Amaria at the lead striker and putting Unu on right behind him mm-hmm. and fitting your best 11 on the field. That is how you do it. And yep. best 11, in my opinion, you know, it's either a 4 4 2 diamond where you utilize Reynoso as a 10. Mm hmm. Or it's a three five two where you can utilize Reynoso as a ten. Yeah. Well, you know, four four two four four two diamond is very dangerous because yes. you need a solid six. Well, and that's why I brought in the Kev, the Curvinier Ariaga thing. That could get interesting. Well, and you're always going to have Reynoso sitting there, right? So Reynoso is always going to be your ten. He's right. he's your he's your centerpiece of this. And whole you world. have to use him as a. And 10. You have to use him as ten. You have to. And everything around that can fall into place. Now, what's gotten Heath into trouble in the past is that he's tried to 
shoehorn guys into spots that he wants them to shoehorn to play in his preferred formation. And it hasn't worked out. Okay. He doesn't, he can't do that anymore. He he just can't, he has to adapt to what he has. This is what he wanted. He wanted more offense. He's been given offensive players, a new Amaria Fragapane. He's been given all these offensive players. Now you have to figure out how to get them all on the pitch at the exact same time. And and that's not even uh, counting our, our, you know, U22 initiative uh, DP in in the long way. So, I mean, you're going to have a lot of piss off South Africans. (laughs) I'm afraid you might, especially with armor. He has signed this. They might, they might have pitchforks coming for Adrian after like the third game. It, 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 it is what it is there, but, mm-hmm. you know, it's the reality, though. We're, we're talking, you have to utilize your players appropriately at this point. Mm-hmm. You, you've got Hassani Dotson can't be used as a utility man anymore. He oh. has to be used as an eight. He has yep. to be. Yep. And if that means, and the worst part about it is a four four two, he will not be on the pitch. Mm-hmm. So that's why I like three five two. But Well, let me ask you this then. I mean, and could he would could you still would you be satisfied like okay maybe he's not on the preferred starting 11 then if they go that route but i mean would you be okay maybe you know from this club's you know the minnesota loons uh 2022 season would you be okay with him being like a super sub though no he's or do you keep him in that eight no matter what we've done that we've done that with hasani's been there done that we know he works his best when he's in the starting lineup in that uh eighth position right david i mean that's where he needs to be yeah i mean that's that's where he's supposed to be i, I, think I mean he showed, he I showed think that with the national team you know if 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 we can put up goals okay and it now mind you i take no stock in preseason i think preseason is complete bullshit right. i mean look the you know go to the nfl the packers went all in three yeah. in the preseason and no third you, you know one 13 yeah. games in there. You can't worry season. about it, but I will say the, the loons have scored uh, seven goals here in five games. That's like 1.4 goals per game. Now that's not bad. Yeah. The I mean, it's better five than of those, it's... five of those goals were scored in one game, but I'm just yeah. kind of trying to, they have had three games where they didn't. Yeah. I mean, goals. you, if you can put up goals, if you can put up goals, um, you can get a little lax in defense. If you want to do that, then put, Put Hassani Dotson in the back of the diamond yep. and take your chances. Mm-hmm. I don't think Chase Gasper or Romain Metinier can play their positions in a 4-4-2 diamond with Hassani Dotson in the back. I just no. don't think they can. I, I don't I, I think Romain's gonna blow out another hammy and Chase is gonna fuck it up. I mean, I just I just do. I, I don't think. Chase is good enough, and like I said, I think Romaine is past his prime. Yeah, um, it's it's dangerous. I mean, I, I think you're at a stage where the best option is a three-five-two because you can try and get Hisani out there. Otherwise, I think you have to start talking about moving him. Yeah, I, I because I, I feel bad for the kid because I think he's really good. And I just don't know that we have the place for him. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't really work out all that well for Dotson last year with this club. 
I mean, even though, you know, he had those international call-ups and he looked good there, but just coming back to the club, it just didn't seem like he fit well last year, you know, well, as opposed to, to the 2020 yeah, campaign. It's, it's tough. He gets moved around so much. I mean, I told you guys, I putting him up on the wing, why? There's no reason to put him up on the wing. I, I, I understand that, you know, but they did it. And I think it fucked with his whole psyche. You know? Yeah, I, I think the the thing with Hassani is, I mean, he's a really good box box eight, and mm-hmm. there isn't a lot of room for box box eight when you have a standout ten. You have to use Reynoso in a way that he's going to be involved in the attack. If you're going to do a four four two without the diamond, then you can have a Hassani Dotson. And you can have a will trap even in the middle of that four in the midfield. But then you leave out Ray. Ray doesn't belong on a wing, so he's not going to be useful. No. Um, you know, you know, or it's a situation where you could have a Sonny and a Robin Lud in the middle. Um, I, I just think Lots you know, of- signing signing Anne Maria was amazing, and I'm ecstatic yeah. and I'm excited for what's going to happen. But it makes a lot of really interesting, interesting well, hypotheticals. Lots of different things could happen, guys, and that brings us to our next point. Now, let's take a quick break because when we come back from this break, guys, we are going to predict where the loons will fall in the Western Conference in the 2022 season. And I got a feeling that we're going to be all over the board on this because a lot of things have happened. I mean, players changing and teams and all that type of stuff. We come back, we'll talk all about that. So we'll be back in just a couple minutes. And we're back from our short break. Well, it wasn't really short. It was long, but you guys wouldn't know that because it's like, seems like, um, seconds. nothing for you guys, but uh, anywho, guys, we left. We said we're going to talk about our predictions, where we're going to be in the standings this year. And uh, to start, guys, we're going to talk. I'm going to say what Connor said because Connor's not here. We had him send us a text saying, Where do you think the loons are going to finish? And he surprisingly. I mean- you know, can I first pause? We could literally say he said whatever. We could. We could. I, mean, I, I just, I really was stunned he, he picked Minnesota to finish 12th. No, he didn't. I mean, no. It's, no, it's, we could literally I'm, say, remember, he hold, thinks we're going to be kicked out of the league. Hold I mean, on. We're going to be relegated. I mean, he's going to be back. He's getting that from. But. He's going to be back on this podcast next week, guys. And we have to face him next week. And we say that thing. <laughs> but, um, oh God, that's right. We're going to be going back to weekly podcasts. We're up. Yeah. Well, Thank you, David, for reminding me to say this. We we are going back to weekly podcast once the season starts, which is next week. I mean, it's crazy. Good God. Um, so Connor picked the loons to finish sixth in the Western Conference. Which he gave us a reason. Didn't I think well, he said the um the schedule, schedule he, did he not look good. Schedule. Yes, yeah, yes, he, yes, he definitely yes. referenced the schedule. Yeah. And I, you know what? I will say this, and this is I gotta say this first of all. This is like one of my worst episodes to do. It's I gotta love hate with it because I love the fact that we're talking about the season starting a week from now. 
but I also hate these MLS predictions. Whether you're talking about a game or a season, they're just impossible. You know, I, I'm going to back up Connor, though. No, I'm not going. I'm not going to reveal my prediction, but I'm just going to say what Connor's thinking about is maybe he's a betting betting man, and if you were to jump on, say, BetMGM or any other trusted website, and uh, that's about right as far as odds to win the MLS Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, there's five teams ahead of Minnesota that are fit, that have better odds to reach the MLS Cup. Now that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to finish higher in the standings, but it, you could directly kind of correlate the odds of winning the MLS cup with how they are projected to finish in the standings. And you've got, I don't, I won't, if they want me to go into the teams, I will, but right now Minnesota has the sixth, I guess, best odds of reaching the MLS cup. So if you go by that, maybe it kind of makes sense of where Connor slotted at a minute six. So, well, just, I just wanted to throw that out there. Dave, I mean, since you brought it up, why don't you tell us where you predicted them to finish? Right. Okay. And I, and like I said, you, you guys didn't tell, I, I really, I've been struggling with this all week or since, you know, we decided I can, we were I can tell, I can tell predictions, yeah. but basically I'm, I'm going to put them in a little higher. I'm going to throw them in at fourth place. And I, I, I think I'm predicting fourth in the West. And I, I honestly think that's a safe prediction and maybe you guys won't like that, but uh, just because here's the problem. There's, I, look at last season. Would you have predicted LAFC, LA Galaxy not to make the playoffs? Colorado to finish top of the West. Um, it's it's a strong it's a strong conference. It has been for years since Minnesota came into the MLS. So it's 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 really difficult, and I think it's just going to be one of those dogfights. I don't see it any other way. Team, it wasn't just okay. Now that we are able to officially announce Armaria like we did and Minnesota did today, I mean that's a huge bump. I mean that that increases my optimism level about the season tremendously. But let's not forget other teams in the West, including Seattle and Colorado, was got better as well. The, the, I think it's top heavy with Seattle. I, I I have a hard time getting Seattle out of that top spot in the West, and then Colorado got better as well, um, and they had a, a breakout season last year. So I. I really see, I have a hard time seeing Minnesota cracking that top two. And then you just throw in wild perennial wild cards like Kansas City, the LA teams. Um, and so when I say fourth, I am, I mean, I think I'm being a little, I might be being safe, but I think I'm being a little optimistic as well, putting them in that fourth, giving them that uh, crucial home playoff match. But that's where I'm going to put them this year. Well, a little better than I, I had them. I think I predicted, I, I'm not, I think I predicted them fifth or sixth last year. They ended up finishing mm-hmm. fifth, but. Um, so I'm bumping him up and it's a little easier to do with the armory assigning. I'll say that, but so, yeah, I, I, I just wanted to say, I'm glad I go second. I don't think Connor's prediction was crazy. I really don't. Um, I think that four to six bubble is, is very realistic for this team, especially, you know, it's recency bias. You, they had a hard time scoring goals last year. You hope that changes with Armoria, but we don't know how that's going to, how everything's going to fit together. So fourth it is for me. All right. Good. Uh, I'll, take a shot because i'm gonna blow you guys away with this prediction um i'm gonna take him in uh, third place this year and my reason why is dave kind of mentioned it uh colorado and seattle are both the top two teams seattle i think is the top team this year i mean getting a rusnik uh from rsl i mean just reloading pretty much is what they did um so those are the top two teams Minnesota in third, uh, the reason why, of course, again, SKC Polito is not playing. I don't think he's going to play this year. I, I really don't. Um, so that drops them down. Even though they did well without him last year, I just don't think they're going to have the strength to do it this year. I know we can beat Portland. 
And then you look at the bottom league. I don't think the LA teams are coming back guys. I just don't because I mean, it's LA, right? They got to be bad for a couple of years. They can't be good all the time. So give them a couple of years down in the, the cellar. Um, so I, I think that Minnesota is a, a good third place team, maybe a fourth, but for me, it's third place. Um, and remember guys this year, I think is Cincinnati comes over this year. Don't they? Nashville, Nashville, Nashville. sorry. And let's not forget Nashville. I mean, that that's throwing another club, a playoff team from and, last year into that mix yeah. because Nashville finished third or fourth in the East last year. Granted Nash- the East wasn't as strong as the West, but. Nashville is my wild card though. And the reason why they're my wild card is because they get a new stadium this year and new stadiums usually mean good results for a team. I'm just telling you, Uh, I mean, they get a new stadium that they're pumped up They're you know, Hey, got to play well for the the fans and the new stadium. You know, that's the way it works to, to, yeah. And just to put it in perspective, um, that's very true, Tony. I mean, I don't know if it was a coincidence that three-year plan uh, for Minnesota United uh, kind of worked out with Allianz Field opening that year. But but basically, Nashville, that yeah, new stadium, uh, just to put it in perspective there, depending on what site you look at, they have about the same odds to win the MLS Cup as Minnesota does. Yeah, they're my wildcard team. So third place for me. David? All right, let me let me take the shot here. <laughs> so, my pick for Minnesota United is wow! Burst. Whoa, dude! Wow! All right, kicking some now. I hope. I really, I really think this. I, I maybe no, maybe it's the whiskey. Maybe it's the ten percent beer that I just drank. Mm-hmm. Um. I've got a weird feeling about this. I, I had this feeling going into 2020 until Anne Maria hurt his ankle. Yeah. Um, I, I really just feel like shit's going to come together. Yeah. So maybe it's my Ted Lasso mustache that I'm working on. That's very, um, but very, I really very nice, by the way. Very thank nice. You. I, I really believe we just need to. No, jeez, awesome. believe. believe. Huh? Okay, I can't see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I really do. I, 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 I'm going number one. I, I yeah. think, I think Colorado is a fluke. I think Seattle's time be. at the top is done. Mm. I agree with you, Tony. I don't think LA or LA are going to do anything. Well, I think Nashville moving over does add a little wrinkle um, with ha- adding an extra playoff team to the mix. I don't think it's going to matter. Um, I think SKC is an afterthought at this point. My biggest concern is keeping the goals out. Yeah. Yeah. I think we have, as much as I don't particularly care for Franco's character, I think we have a fantastic player, Franco. I I think Ray – is is still one of the top three tens in the league. Definitely. I, I think Lud is um while I think he's our weakest link in the attack, I still think he's a fantastic winger. He's still gonna score a lot of goals for us. Mm-hmm. I, I think Unu is going to feel the heat of sign the Amaria signing. 
And I think he's going to finally get over his yips. And I think Amory is going to be lights out. I think we are going to light up the Western Conference. Plain and simple. Whether we, it's going to all depend on whether we can hold out the goals. Yeah. And. and- well, that's going to be a that's going to be a question mark. I, I, I really and think it is. It, it's interesting. Like, yeah, I mean, and it, like I said, it's got to be recently biased. I know I'm not the only Minnesota United fan that think this way, but it's just coming off a year last year. Yeah, they didn't have Armaria, but, you know, they brought in a new and Frank Aponi and, and Reynoso and then they just couldn't score goals. It was very frustrating. Um, and I, but I'm gl- I'm really excited to hear your optimism because I mean that's exactly what we want to see. That's what we thought we should have saw even last year. Now you bring yeah. Armaria back. Yeah, hopefully it works out that way. It's an exciting time, and people should fans of this team should be optimistic. Right. Yes. I mean that's Very the much. big thing. Yeah. It's like stop being yeah. negative. Just don't be negative. Stop. Stop being negative about the yeah. jersey. Stop being negative about the two hey. to three extra players. Stop being negative about he. Stop being I, negative. Just fucking focus I, on what we have. I, I wish think it's you fantastic. Got, yeah, Tony, I wish you could ask my, for my prediction after the uh, first four games. Because if they go any way like they did last year, then I might be a little different. Well, <laughs> I mean, guys, uh, to go back to David, keeping the goals out. I am drinking uh, Grain Belt, which is the uh, uh, which uh, Tyler Miller does sponsor. Yes, that, uh, so, I mean, true. he's, uh, you know. And then but, we, yeah, uh, we, should, we should say that Tyler Miller, uh, I mean, if the season started today, it sounds like, well, it starts next week. So here we go. A week from today, as we record Sounds like he will be the starter, although Heath's comments were interesting. You know, again, like every other position on on this team, it's a, it's going to be a competition. I think Dane has looked quite strong. Granted, I've only you know watched a handful of the preseason games, but uh, from what you hear, Dane has looked quite good, which is nice to hear. So we'll so, see that could change. So, guys, uh, before we get out of this whole thing, uh, at least we're not Charlotte. Um, mm. who, is, <laughs> right. who basically said we say we're, we're, we're fucked. I mean, that's what he said. <laughs> right, that's what he I said, mean, yeah. we, it's funny. We, we have all these guys on, on Twitter complaining about two to three more pieces from Adrian Heath when he got Charlotte basically meaning a whole new fucking team. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's great right, yeah. as we record is we've got those two to three new pieces. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. exactly right. Right. Yeah. Um, and oh, I think I want to let uh, Bridget McDowell, I believe, uh, put out a poll on Twitter. Um, regarding who's going to be the uh, leading goal scorer for the club. I think that'd be kind of fun if we had our comments on that. I think the answer might be anonymous, I hope, but uh, interesting to see. And then to be fair to her, her poll, um, it was put out uh, prior to Armory's officials. I'm going to say Tyler Miller. No, I'm just kidding. I think, (laughs) I think, uh, I think Amaria, of course, is the choice. I mean, he's got to be. You know, if things I, go to plan, like if things go to David's plan and they finish first in the West, I think that yeah. has to be out. You know, I, I think uh, my my guess is Amaria, Unu, and Lud are all going to finish with the same number of goals around wow. 12. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Well, Dave. No, I honestly, take, I, honestly, I think I think it's going to be it's going to be Amaria or mm-hmm. slight chance that it's going to be Unu. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, I like that. I hope I hope that's exactly how it works out. Do you think that's Amory is your choice then, Dave? It is, yes. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. So before Sorry, we get out of here, guys, before we get out of here, guys, I uh, just want to re- recap what we all picked. Okay. Connor said sixth place. Uh Dave, you said fourth. I said third. And David said champions of the Western Conference. The West. 
Um, would you go so far as to say supporter shield? Well, I, 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 you gonna that get that I won't make that guess. Yeah. Okay. okay. So we all, again, we all have uh, the loons making the playoffs this year, which we should, I mean, there should be no, I mean, we shouldn't miss the playoffs unless shit hits the fan. Like big time injuries. I mean, um, right. if, if we're coming on this podcast in two months, guys, and like five of our players are down with injuries, then we got a serious issue. But I mean, or a, bar- or a month if we're talking about an 0 4 start like we did last year. Oh, we shouldn't be. Yeah. Because even then, even then, we turned it into something. That's mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I, I think our roster is set even if we went 0 4, which. Yeah. God well, forbid. Well, we well, do. What's, I think yeah, it's going to be different from last year. And and actually, they can build on that. I mean, I know they didn't have the success in the playoffs that they wanted, obviously. But uh, I mean, it was somewhat historical in what Minnesota did start with the start that they had. I right. mean, I think there was just a handful, not even a handful. There was just several teams that had come back from that kind of deficit to make the playoffs. Granted, yeah. seven teams got in last year, like they do this but this year. But still, it was a significant turnaround. You know, looking just at the numbers and what you had to do from a points per game standpoint, and they, they certainly uh, did. We gotta we gotta stop talking about the loons, guys. I'm getting way too excited, and there's there's a week left. Seriously, I mean, I fuck, I just want to watch some loons soccer, right? I really do. <laughs> I mean, preseason, yes, great. Even though my feed wouldn't fucking work, hmm. um, I couldn't watch. I, I, yeah, because yeah, you're out of state. Yeah, I mean, right. mine worked just fine, but I like I, said, I was out and about during both the last couple games against RSL and Portland, and so I didn't get to watch the whole game. I think about I watched about half of each one. I noticed maybe it was just me, but I couldn't watch it on my phone, my mobile phone. Well, I was trying my problem I, is, but once I got home on my Wi-Fi, it was no problem. My problem is I could I could technically watch it, but it was very very blurry, and it was blurry for like. I would, you, you you know, every time you stream something, it's like blurry for a little bit and then it gets better. I watched for like 15 minutes and it's just blurry, 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 blurry. I was like, well, fuck this. I can't watch this. Right. I'm not watching blurry guys go up and down the freaking pitch. It's not happening. Yeah. Yeah. That's too bad. I mean, the, like I said, I watched about a half of the last couple of games. Of course, the game against Viking FC today, as we record, was not streamed, but um, it was those last couple of games were, were good to watch, other than the fact that. Our, our, against RSL in Portland, they didn't score, but they looked pretty good. And I mean, I don't think other than lack of goals, I mean, I think you're pretty happy with those performances. They, I, I don't know. They just look good. And they had, you know, their, I, for the most part, they had the preferred starting lineup other than the fact that, you know, I think we mentioned not that he isn't preferred, but Abu Danladi starting those games, which was interesting. Well, yeah, you know, that's a, that's a good point. We didn't bring that up. You know, Abu was kind of like the preferred why yeah. i don't know he's a preferred Over starter, but now that amaria is in yeah, yeah. is he the you well, would like think so and, and it's not like he's coming in cold he knows this club he knows he, he you know he it's right. not i wouldn't in fact i maybe we should do this too real quick. i know you're done tony if we want to predict starting lineups but i mean i wouldn't be stunned at all if armaria was starting in the nine or next well weekend, he should be so. but to go back to the to, to lottie guys I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast three weeks ago. I probably didn't because Dunlady really, I think he had been signed, but I think we, I don't know, we've talked about it. But Seriously, I think I was drunk that episode because I don't yeah. remember talking about him at all. It has yeah. been a while ago. Yeah. I was I was just thinking about this. We had, I mean, the last time we recorded, I think, was the week before the U.S. men's national team yeah. game at uh, Allianz Field. But regardless of that, everything that Heath and players have talked about 
has been Dunlady is great. Dunlady is great. Dunlady is great. He looks great. He looks great. It's 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 almost ridiculous, really. I mean, when you when you say that much about a player like Dunlady, and I don't know if that's because we were unsure about Anna Maria coming back, and we wanted to you know pump up Dunlady as our one of our maybe starting strikers, or if it's because actually Dunlady is better now i don't know i mean he, he could be i mean yeah, he's I mean, i don't know he's a he's hey, he, a he's a reclamation I, project yeah i mean i haven't gotten to watch anything so i, don't, I have no he, idea what he i is mean on. he had success with this club i mean his biggest problem over the years i mean he was drafted one one by this club yes he was, was i mean he was a he was a bit lazy yeah he, did, he I, didn't really get his runs very well I mean, I, I don't know. He wasn't Mason Toy. It, yeah, you know, Mason had a lot more upside. Uh, well, and that's why to, when you bring back, actually, before you start, Dave, David, when you talk about breakout players, did you see Matt yeah, Doyle talked about Mason Toy Mason, being the breakout yeah, yeah. player for? Uh, he's in Mo- he's in Montreal, right? Yeah, he was. Yeah. So you know, it, oh, it is. I, I yeah, mean, I, it, I, seriously, Christian Ramirez is like the face of the Scottish Abigail. league right now. Let's I mean, not let's not talk about Christian Ramirez on this podcast anymore. You're gonna piss a bunch of people. Oh, come off. on, it's I mean, not, he's. <laughs> I love seeing him do well. I, I'm. I, I, I think it's fantastic. Yeah. yeah, and I was just gonna say, Tony, to your point, like earlier, um, to the fact that like it's preseason. Like, yeah, I'm not gonna try and look into, you know, are they scoring goals? Are they not scoring goals? You know. Uh, the thing that I, I and what goes along with that is I'm not going to look too much into the talk either. You know, no. until the regular season starts, no. I'm well, not going to the hype, we, the talk. I mean, it's just you expect that kind of thing. Yeah. So I'm not going. It'd be but more we, surprising if 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 Heath or anybody else came out and said, "Oh yeah, he's not looking good. This guy's but not we, looking good." We know this from other major league sports. It's preseason for football. They up uh, up talk the freaking third string quarterback. Uh, right. baseball, you talk about the guy who's going to be in triple a next seat and next week, you know, they up talk these guys and up talk them and then they end up being nothing. So, um, right. let's stop because I'm getting way too excited about the loons for fuck's sakes. Let's talk about, uh, palm prawns, right? No, palm fronds. You fronds. Said, I was going to say prawns are like fronds. shrimp. Okay. Okay. Sorry. I'm my bad. I'm sorry. I don't live in fronds. Fronds are the leaf are the branches of a palm tree. I don't live in Florida. I don't know these things. Okay. I didn't, I guess I didn't know that music. So David, go ahead with your, with your palm story. So again, this is pro I, I, I told you guys, it's probably more of a, you had to be there. Um, My whole day was kind of fucked up because I, I went, I meant to go to a brewery that I had been to before, but was new to the podcast. Um, and so I, I went downtown and if people don't understand Fort Myers, this region is actually like 200,000 people. I mean, it's actually pretty big, pretty big area. Um, so I went downtown, couldn't find parking. I was pissed, drove around for like 15 minutes, finally found a spot, walk to the brewery, get to the brewery, it's Asian Fest, which I knew was happening. There were a bunch of food trucks that were like Japanese, Vietnamese, um, Thai. It was looked fantastic. 
Wasn't really interested in the food, though. Went into the brewery. Turns out they didn't have growlers, crowlers, didn't have flights. What the fuck? They, yeah, they, and they're like, yeah, we don't do that on festival weeks. So I'm like, oh, okay. Uh-huh. That's fantastic. Uh-huh. So I was like, well, okay, I'll, I'll get a beer and then I'll go and get something of their four, four packs to go. They had no four packs to go that I what was interested in. Fuck. And I was like, God's sake. So went outside, hung out, shotgun the beer basically and left. So as I'm walking down the sidewalk, set you up. We have palm trees everywhere in Florida. That's the way it is. Um, the, the leaves, the fronds, they they fall. Like that's how they, they're self-pruning trees. Mm-hmm. So they, they grow and they die out and they fall. A new one takes place. Um, well, so it's interesting because my wife and I were, were talking when we first moved down. We're like, well, you know, they just kind of fall. What happens if you're walking under one oh. and it falls and it mm-hmm. hits you? Like, does that, does that hurt or anything? Um, and, you know, obviously it's so random of occurrence that it does, you just don't really think anything about it. So I'm walking down the sidewalk and it, the sidewalk is lined with royal palms. And if anybody Googles them, they'll find out these are pretty big palm trees. They can grow 50 to 90 feet tall. These were probably in the 30-ish feet range. As I'm walking down the sidewalk, 10 12 feet in front of me a frond fucking paul falls out of the middle of the air and lands right in front of me holy shit and i was like wow shit i almost got did hit by a freaking palm frond yeah did you say prawn no so again stop yes not a prawn stop that's a shrimp a I frond it. i don't want to um Again, you had to be there, but inside joke with my wife and me thinking we'd potentially get hit by a palm frond at some point. Well, well, I almost did from about 25 feet up. It would have hurt. Those those things are pretty hard. We talked about this in the last podcast, David. Uh, That time it was the falling iguanas. Remember? Yes, exactly. So iguanas, the, 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 the palm trees with their leaves falling. There's yeah. a lot of da- there's a lot of danger in Florida. It, there are. I mean, I think if I would have actually gotten hit by that thing on my head, mm-hmm. it would have hurt significantly. You probably wouldn't be on the podcast today. Well, I mean, that been I would have. I would have. Things you would have heard. But, uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That would be an interesting nine one one call. No shit. Well, especially if you got like a laceration or something. Right. Yeah. Damn it, dude. Dangerous down there, dude. I mean. Yep. I to, I, we told you when you moved down there, hurricanes was a, a flooding. Right. Now you got iguanas and palm trees flopping their leaves off at you. Yeah, Alligator, I, I, alligators. I've never seen a gator in in real Alli- life beyond the one in the pond that I saw floating around. You know, you had it easy up here, buddy. You really did. You had it so much easier up here. Snowstorms. That's about it. Maybe it's a tornado yeah. every once in a while, but, but God. But mind you, it's 60 degrees warmer right now. I get that. I mean, but, you know, do you really want to die for 60 degrees? I don't. I don't. I don't. Maybe. 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 
<laughs> speaking, guys, speaking of cold weather, and, and of course, with Connor not here, we have no Minnesota soccer history, so that's why we're jumping into this funny Probably story. Lean, lean months anyways right now. So. Yeah, it is pretty lean. Um, I, this story came out like two weeks ago, but we have to bring it up because it's so freaking hilarious. Um, this, this, this is from Ohio. This mayor in Ohio, uh, they were having a uh, kind of a, a, a city council meeting about allowing uh, some uh, shanties on a, on, a, on, a, on, a, on a lake to do ice fishing at. Okay. And yeah, and, Tony, not to correct you, but I think that it started out. And first of all, everybody's probably heard of this because it yeah. just totally went viral, but it's funny to talk about. I think it started as just simply allowing ice fishing on a lake. Well, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Pretty much, yeah, and that's then what it was. Escalated to shanties and so on. Yeah, so. it was. It was. They were debating at a city council meeting whether to allow the recreational activity at Hudson Springs Park for ice fishing. Okay, but basically, yeah. this is what he said. He said, "Well, on the surface, this sounds good, but then what happens next year?" And of course, they're like, "Well, what are you talking about?" And he said, if you're going to allow ice fishing and shanties, then that leads to another problem, prostitution. <laughs> so <clears throat> this mayor went from ice fishing to shanties to prostitution in a matter of like two minutes. And I'm sorry, mayor of this town, this ice fishing is not going to turn into a Hooverville. And if anybody knows what Hoovervilles are, well, David understands this. But uh, I know I'm dating myself, but Hoovervilles, of course, 1930s. But seriously, who thinks shanties lead to prostitution in this day and age? <laughs> it was yeah. a hell of a jump. Well, again, <laughs> but so this is what he says this. Right. And the funny thing is, and this is this is new. Um, this Ohio mayor has resigned after saying this. Uh, because Which I think is a little extreme. Well, because he got a lot of shit, and then I uh, guess uh, a local rest restaurant started offering ice fishing themed cocktails <laughs> because of this whole thing, which is just crazy. Um, and, and anybody's uh, people probably seen it, but if you haven't, go on YouTube and watch the video. It's it unbelievable. is uh, the guy yeah, says it great. like so seriously, and he's yeah. dead serious. And the people next to him are like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Oh. And we, if you're not, and we talked about this before we jumped on, but yeah, you guys, if you're, if you haven't seen the video, I'm sure most of you have, but if you haven't, check it out. But also, mm-hmm. I would recommend going to Charlie Barron's, uh, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. Twitter, Instagram, and checking out his video. Yeah. He put out shortly after this happened, probably about a month ago now, but uh, that because yeah. it was pretty, pretty hilarious. So now, yeah, you quite- know, I, I, I told you guys that when I, I was growing up in Chippewas, Wisconsin, Lake Wissota, mm-hmm. it's a big lake there. And every winter, there were so many fishing chanties on Mm -hmm. the ice that they literally, like, made streets on the Mm -hmm. ice. I mean, it was incredible. It was like a town. That's like Mille Lacs. Yeah, yeah. and it's like, (laughs) I would never have thought... For a moment that that led to I mean, prostitution. Now I'm thinking, mis- man, make I no mistake. I should have hung mistake. out as a 14 year old. Yeah. I should have hung out on this ice. Yeah. Make no mistake. Um, you know, ice fishing for a lot of people is all about drinking beer and partying and this yeah. and that. 
but of course it is but yeah but to go to to start to (laughs) suggest that prostitution then could become a problem on these frozen it's crazy i want to (laughs) also to his credit though and i i can to his credit he kind of after he he made the point and he apologized basically but he his words i'm going to paraphrase him but was basically he he was attempting to inject a bit of dry humor to make a point about Fuck say no, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. wasn't. If that if that <laughs> was dry, dry humor, I, I mean, I've been no. guilty. Of, I've been guilty of trying to use dry humor every once in a while. And yeah, oh, sure, sure. Bad all this happened. Yeah, yeah, and I'm pro- I'm probably pretty bad at it. But I mean, if that was dry humor, the way he just said that deadpan, I mean, no. I'm actually impressed because no, right, no right, exactly. I mean, that was like that was like a Ricky Gervais delivery of dry yeah. British dry humor right there. That was but, phenomenal. Yeah. But yeah. you're gonna bring up dry humor. Don't do it in a city council meeting. You're in a city right. council meeting. Well, that's being being a video conference. Yeah, this is not the place to say shanties lead to prostitution. That's what <laughs> the fuck. Know your audience, dude. Fuck. Yeah. So I actually I I truly believe this, guys. I think he really thought that. I I believe. He had seen some videos or some yeah. movies and decided that, that that's what happens when a lot of people on an ice fishing area get together and drink beer and, and have shanties that people, chicks are going around like uh, doing services. I, so I, I, I think to that point, I think that his mother left his father because oh. his father ended up meeting a prostitute on a frozen oh, lake. On a frozen lake? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, probably. Th- there's right. got to be. There's got to mm-hmm. be something super mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't make this. You can't make yeah. this. You can't make this shit up. It, it's you can't outrageous. make it up. I mean, yeah. I want to just another um, this article, Mac, Maxine Dugan, an organizer with Stop the Raids, a coalition that seeks to decriminalize prostitution, said sex workers are often demonized by elected official. She goes mm-hmm. on to say to use sex as a political football is not good judgment, she said, suggesting that perhaps a former mayor could benefit from spending time with a sex worker. <laughs> <laughs> he might, well, he probably could. The guy's old. you know he probably could yeah see now that is good humor yeah that's right that's how you do i mean god we have so many more issues in this country than prostitution i mean you know seriously is it just me or do other people find it hard to believe that Ohio have lakes that freeze enough to put shanties on them? Yeah, I yeah, I thought I did think that myself. I thought oh. when it, it said Hudson, I thought it was Hudson, Wisconsin. When right. I first yeah. heard the yeah. story, I assumed yeah. you know I didn't I didn't have any context. I just yeah. saw a video. I assumed it was I. I've, well, I first thought it was somewhere in Minnesota. You know, not mm-hmm. knowing, but other yeah, Ohio would have. I mean, it gets. I've been. It gets cold enough. Yeah, yeah sure. I when it does. I, yeah, you think you don't think of frozen lakes in Ohio? That's for sure. No. Yeah, I mean, especially frozen lakes that are going to have like shanty villages. I mean, the dude's yeah. got to be from like Michigan. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know where else he'd be. I mean, maybe New York, I guess. But I, I just don't think of Ohio as being a state that has super frozen lakes. Well. I also don't think of Ohio as having a lot of prostitution. When I think of prostitution, I think of like New York, Las Vegas, well, I mean, Los Angeles. You don't think Columbus? No. Cincinnati? I don't, I don't Cleve- so. Cleveland? I mean, no. 
the steamers no the steamers yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but no seriously guys uh it's it's one of those stories where i knew it was a couple weeks old but i couldn't pass up the opportunity yeah, to good. talk about this story so um before we get out of here guys we should mention that the loons start next week we've already mentioned right. like numerous times but they do start next week so Crazy. We'll be back to our usual, well, usual for when pandemic started, um, weekly schedule of doing podcasts on a weekly basis so we can hit every game after it happens. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's going to be freaking nuts, guys. I am looking forward to, of course, next week opener um, and then the following week, which is a home opener, uh, which Dave and I will be at and Connor will be there, too. Um, and then, of course, we're going to go into May and June. We got the match down in uh, Miami, technically Fort Lauderdale. That going on. Potentially a Nashville trip. Maybe we'll talk about that. Um, but, God, it's going to be a fantastic freaking year for the loons. U- U.S. Open yeah. Cup matches, hopefully, at Allianz Field. Let's again. Not, yeah. Thanks, Dave, for bringing that up. U.S. Open Cup. There's a potential, a potential for a Loons Crows match at yeah. Allianz Field. I mean, talk what about crazy. That would be that would be that would be awesome. But what, I'll so be there. What, and I think that we know this. I don't off the top of my head. Um, the Crows are in the tournament, and congratulations mm-hmm. to them. Um, hopefully, they do well. I do. They have to get through two rounds for a possibility. Two rounds. Two rounds yep. Okay. For a possibility of an M and UFC matchup with, and uh, so guys, who's the uh, Crows uh, uh, head coach? Max? We should bring this. We should bring this up because this is this is crazy. Um, I, uh, I talked about this in texting. We had done a podcast at um, where was it? What's the brewery um, in Fridley? Tor Torg. Done yeah. podcast at Torg back in I think it was like what 2019? I it was either December 20, it God. might have been December 2018. Was, it, was it really? I remember really? it was right before Christmas. Was it December? It might have been December. Well, it, had, it probably was 18. It could have been yeah. December 2019. Boy, I get it. It's all we've done so many, and that's Matt, a long time ago. Matt Van. <laughs> I'm going to screw his name ben up. Shoten. Ben ben Shoten. Ben okay. Shoten, yeah. So head coach of the Minneapolis SC. Yeah. So I, we, as a, as a Twitter account, followed him and he messaged us after we followed him. And this is what he said. Fun fact. I think you guys did a podcast at my in-laws brewery Torg a couple of years back when I was working as their taproom manager. Hope you were all well. I said, yeah, this was back in 20, December, 2018 guys. Mm, yeah. And I mentioned a uh, good memory, best of luck to you in the season, maybe a curls wounds matchup. So again, it's crazy how this podcast connects with people. Right. The the, the head coach of the freaking crows was the tapper manager of Torg back that's in like 2018. Crazy. So that's yeah, that's um, what is that basically three years ago? Wow, yeah. that is pretty crazy. Freaking nuts. And he would say his in-law, his in-laws, in-laws uh, only place, yeah. at, at the time. I don't know if they still do, but and bully to him, he remembered us coming and doing a podcast no shit, right? at his at that brewery. 
And that's just another reason, Tony, why I can't, I look forward to hopefully getting back out to doing breweries Mm -hmm. on, you know, maybe a monthly basis or something like that. So we will, we have, um, so there was a couple actually, before we get out of here, uh, I was at nine mile brewing in Bloomington. That's what it's called. Yes. That opened just a couple of weeks ago. So we get down there. Um, There is, I think there's a brewery in Chanhassen that uh, our friend, um, Max Filter is the head brewer at. I can't oh, think of, the right, name of yeah. that one. He's down there, and that would be a great brewery to get to. Um, there's a new one opening in Brooklyn Park uh, this year. I that will be, yeah, that'll be up uh, 610. That'll be a great brewery. I mean, heavy we have, rotation. but yeah, heavy rotation. We have, there's breweries we can get to, and we will get back out there and, and do it. Um, that's how we started this podcast. And moving forward, we have to get to those places we will not go back to the whole every two weeks at a brewery thing, because I think what we have now with, uh, with uh, the zoom cast works, I think better than it did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So we'll get, we'll get back out there. Of course, David won't be joining us on those, which will be sad because you know, he will be in Florida. Thanks for the number one. I mean, I mean, I could maybe, go to a brewery of my own and we could we could figure something out yeah yeah we can figure let's something. not rule anything out we got to figure yeah. a couple things out you know logistically we're gonna do a brewery with you in in june in it, miami especially dude. especially if we're, yeah. if we're talking about upgrading you know some of our, the equipment that we use or not necessarily upgrading but getting different equipment you know who knows what's possible so we'll, we'll figure something out yeah we'll get we'll get there i mean i'm just I'm just going to throw this out here. There are like a dozen breweries between Tampa and St. Pete's. Maybe you guys should come down here. <laughs> I'll, I'll float the, I'll, I'll pay for the hotel. You guys get your, sure. you guys get your airfare. Sure. I'll pay for the hotel. Sure. And uh, we hit a brewery and hit a rowdy's match and talk well, a loons game. And now I hate to bring this up, because I'm so sad about it. We were going to be down. Dave and I were going to be down there. Right. I know. Right. For spring training, of course, MLB and the player association can't get their shit together. Right. And now they've actually moved spring training back to well, they, start now is March 5th. I believe they made yeah. it official. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that was, that was, they, that was going to be the case. Yes. Even if they come to an agreement tomorrow, I mean, they, or Monday, they would still, it, they wouldn't be it's, able to get down. There. Yeah. It's sad that because is, we could have, yeah. we could have done a podcast down there. Down to a Twins game. To the, I mean, we could have done all that. But greedy again, anyway, greedy unions. Jeez. It is what it Fuck is. Fuck all of them. Anyways, yeah. Before One more thing, Tony, before we get out of here, only because we were talking about it earlier, I just ran into uh, a post from M- Twitter hand- handle MNUFC News. I'm sure we all know him oh, yeah. or her. Uh, Adrian Heath calls that Ja'Cory Hayes could be the only player out for MNUFC in the season opener at Philadelphia Union. He's rehabbing from a hamstring injury he suffered oh, really? when, the club was tra- when the club was training in Orlando. That's why he hasn't been in Portland. There Originally reported by Jerry yep. Zaga. That's why he hasn't been in Portland. Yep. There you go. Answers the question. So, uh, Great, Dave. Thank you. I want to say thanks to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. For myself, Tony, for Dave and David, we'll talk to you guys next week. Minnesota Black and Blue, go Loons. <laughs>